When was the last time you had a meal? Maybe it was a quick granola bar before work, or possibly you're eating some lunch right now as you're listening to Preview of Tomorrow. Whatever the case may be, I bet you didn't realize that you were consuming a resource that in maybe just 40 years will be as precious as gold. It has been estimated that in order to keep up with the current population growth, humans will need to produce more food in the next 40 years than we needed in the previous 10,000 years combined. But here's the kicker. If we increase production by clearing out more agricultural space like we've done in the past by, with deforestation, it's estimated that by 2050, this would create about 2 billion more metric tons of CO2 emissions in, the, in our atmosphere. So how do we deal with such an imminent crisis if we don't even have the space or the resources to do it? Where do we go from here? Well, how about up? Hello, I am your host, Mike Lake, and in today's preview, I will be talking with Juan Sukar, co-founder and CCO of Verde Compacto, a company designing indoor vertical farms, allowing fresh food anywhere, anytime, with their revolutionary farm-to-table supply chain. Innovation. Resiliency. Discovery. Join Mike Lake, President and CEO of Leading Cities, as we explore the technologies shaping the possibilities of our future with a preview of tomorrow. Hello and welcome, Juan. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Preview of Tomorrow. And as always, I want to welcome our listeners and viewers. Thank you all for joining us uh, for another episode of Preview of Tomorrow. Today, it's my pleasure to introduce you to Juan Sukar, who is the CEO, C- oh, I'm going to start over, CCO, right? Juan? CCO, yeah. Yeah. Director, yeah. yeah, I, I almost said COO. Sorry about that. All right, take two. No, no CEO, whatever. Hello and welcome, Juan. Thank you so much for joining us today. And once again, thank you to all of our listeners and viewers for tuning into this episode of Preview of Tomorrow. Uh, I'm very excited to introduce you to Juan Sukar. He is the co-founder and CCO of Verde Compacto, a company helping cities accomplish food security through their sustainable indoor vertical farms. So Juan, before we get into the, the issue of food scarcity, tell me, what is it that inspired you or motivated you to tackle this issue? Correct, thanks Mike, thanks, hello everyone. It's a pleasure to be here. And, uh, and well, my, I think my, my, motiva- my motivations are two mainly. Uh, since I was very young, uh, I've been very connected to the environment, nature i really love i really love uh nature and uh and that's one of my passions uh to to keep um, and uh, our environment safe and and to keep it for our future generations because environment is the key to have a, a healthy planet as, and people and, and so people can have a healthy life uh and second I, uh, i'm very i'm very excited to do business and and to create uh, new things and i'm very uh, I'm all, all, all times I'm, I'm looking for new opportunities and, and I'm very into that. 
And I think those two, those two uh, motivations, making business and having a sustainable impact, uh, are the things that have motivated me and my partner to, to start uh, with Verde Compacto. So let's talk now about this problem, because I, I mean, for for those of us, I think in most of the Western world, we take very much for granted the availability of food um, and the abundance of food that is available to us. Um, but we, we hear about challenges with climate change and, and that food production will, will decrease. We hear challenges of increasing populations. Give us a sense of just how serious an issue is food scarcity when right now it seems that we have such an abundance. Correct. Well, it's a very complex uh, question and I think we can talk about this for hours and days. Uh, but making, <laughs> so it simple, cool. uh, making it simple, it's basically that we have a very uh, we have, a, we have a, a very complex uh, food chain uh, where the consumer, as you said, uh, we as consumers, we want to see fresh and, and natural products all day. Every day we go to a supermarket, but we really don't understand uh, what does the food have to travel or where does it come from, etc. And that, that's been generating uh, a lot of problems. Uh, we, can, we can count uh, six main, main challenges uh, that, uh, or, 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 that are or trends that, are, that we are seeing in the food supply chain. Uh, first of all, uh, every since uh, climate change, every time it's more it's more in our daily lives. It's, it's impacting as, as well the natural cycles of agriculture. So every time it's more risky for investors to invest in, in traditional agriculture because it very it's, every time it's harder to predict the climate, the the, the rain seasons, etc., and to control the plagues. So. Imagine that you invest in, in, in traditional agriculture and suddenly if it doesn't rain, you can lose all, the, all of your profit and all of your investment. So it's, 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 it's very risky and that's, uh, that's happening a lot. Uh, young people is not investing anymore in traditional agriculture. Uh, second thing is logistics. Because of this uh, very challenging supply chain, normally, for example, to, for a lettuce to arrive from the farm to the plate of the consumer, it has to travel more than uh, 3,700 kilometers. That's the same average from the central part of Mexico and the and the shortest and the closest part of Canada, and that the logistics can represent up to fifty percent of the total cost of, of, of the food that we're paying in in the in the in, in the supermarkets. Uh, of course, uh, also that generates pollution and generates food waste, a lot of food waste. Uh, other problem that we're seeing is, uh, of course, deforestation. Since every time we need more, more, more to produce more food, we are we are cutting down our forests or jungles to have more production of food. Uh, this also, or, or the, the the globalization and the changes in, in, in how the international markets are working after the pandemic and these problems with Ukraine and Russia, also are are, are turning some lights, some red lights on, on local governments. And, and national governments to have programs of food security in their countries and not depend anymore on, on imports of food. Fragile uh, uh, supply chain. And one of them, and the, and the other, the other uh, challenge uh, that, uh, that inspires us a lot and, and is very important, it's water. 80% uh, of the water that is used around the world is consumed in agriculture, 80%. And more than 60% of this 80%, half of our water uh, supply, it's wasted because of efficient irrigation practices. Imagine we're throwing away 50% of our water in just agriculture. So that's a big, big thing now. And if we we have the, the and if we know that in 30 years, right now we're seven billion people on the planet. 
Um, but in 20, 30 years, we're going to be 10 billion people, 35, 30% more people to feed. So if we're having these problems today, how are we going to manage to feed the world's population? So that's that's the main challenge. And uh, and, and that's also something that the UN is inviting us as as, 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 as society to, to face this challenge and how to grow more food using less resources. Well, and, and I've seen, you know, we, we've heard about, for instance, the Paris agreements and COP26 and all of these, uh, COP27, and all of these initiatives that um, uh, have really gotten countries to focus on the issue of climate change and the impacts of climate change. But, you know, if we, even if we um, keep climate change to just a, a degree and a half Celsius to two degrees Celsius difference, there's still a massive loss of production. I mean, as much as 17% of, of uh, agricultural production is threatened at that reduced level. All right. So, yeah. I mean, growing population, shrinking food supply equals a big problem for everybody. Um, what is what is the solution? What what can the average person do about it? What is Verde Compacto doing about it? Well, since it's a very complex problem and a worldwide problem that everybody is involved in, uh, there's there's not a solution for this. The, the The solution is to have a series of solutions, a series of changes, mm-hmm. and a series of players making things different. Well, uh, and, and 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 through a, through collaboration of new solutions is how we want to manage to have a better, a, a more intelligent and a more sustainable supply chain. And what, and, and what Verde Compacto is doing to, uh, to, 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 to solve this problem uh, is we're, we are the first Latin American company that designs and develops indoor vertical farms. And indoor vertical farming is an industry that has been growing a lot in the past years because it's transforming the way that we are growing and, and consuming uh, fresh products. Basically, what vertical farming is doing and what we are doing at Verde Compacto is to shorten all the supply chain and have uh, sustainable and highly productive farms near the final consumer. And instead of, 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 of making a tra- or sending a letters from Mexico to Canada, uh, is to, 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 to grow food near the, the final consumers, uh, right up some blocks away from, from your table, from the supermarket, or, for example, in the supermarket distribution center. So the same day you, you harvest, the same day that you have the fresh in, in the shelf. So what we're doing is designing, and we, we design and manufacture indoor vertical farming projects around the world uh, to reduce uh, the logistics and make farm-to-table uh, consumption a consumption chain uh, with zero uh, use, uh, with zero waste of water, with no use of pesticides, uh, and, and, and able to grow where, uh, any time uh, of the year and everywhere in the world, uh, constantly all year round. Uh, so basically, that's what we're doing. For example, the farms that we develop through a technology we 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 call Hopster allows us to to grow in every 320 square feet of of, of growing mm-hmm. space the same amount of of, of food that, as an acre. So imagine now you can have uh, high volume and high yield uh, farms in cities uh, for people to to have fresh and highly nutritious products near them. So that's basically and 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 taking away all all of the problems uh, of the supply chain of of climate change of 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 of, of water uh, and and that way 
uh, it's a more sustainable way to grow using less space and where everyone, everybody, all, all the stakeholders in the chain have a, a positive impact. The consumer has more nutritious and more fresh and fresh and fresh food near them. The, the farmer has more volume uh, and, 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 and they can they can get to added value uh, markets uh, easily. And and, and, and at the end, society and environment are, are benefited because you use less, less water, less pesticides, less, less, less land. And it's a it's a cycle that starts to develop. So it, it's like the perfect trifecta. It, it's <laughs> better quality, cheaper, but, and you're not having the environmental negative environmental impact. Correct. Um, so just to to create the the mental image for us, um, this is this is large scale production, right? This is not exactly. in home, even though it's exactly. indoor. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Many people, uh, when they they say when they imagine urban farming, uh, they 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 imagine having your own farm in your backyard or whatever. That, that's that's part of urban farming. You have your own backyard uh, producing your own food. What we're what we're doing is allow a more a massive or a more industrialized uh, solution for urban farming. Now that means that even you can get productions for supermarket, for restaurant, for hotels, not only for your own consumption. But uh, to uh, make business out of out of uh, urban farming, or to or to solve an uh, uh, an auto consumption of certain products. Uh, so yeah, it's a high yield farm uh, inside the city. And, and does just to understand the model here is Verde Compacto manage those farms, or you, you're selling the technology to someone who wants to be an urban farmer? Correct. Well, we started. Uh, selling and designing the, the technological solution for clients. Uh, for example, somebody comes, they have, an, they have an idea of making a vertical farm because they have an opportunity. Uh, we, together with them, we help analyze if it's a feasible opportunity and a profitable opportunity. Then we design the exact solution for them. We install it and, uh, through, and, and we, 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 uh, we deliver it through turnkey projects. Uh, so that, that's how we work. And normally after we, when we deliver, we we give we give their 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 team to uh, a, a training and a specific training to see to teach them how to use these farms and we give normally one year of support of remote support of our farms since they are they are connected via Wi-Fi we can be in Mexico and and, and see what's happening in the farms around the world and give a remote support to them and now we are starting to to with with a service that we call it farming as service for larger scale farms where we can also enter and, and, and run the farm for them. So you mentioned analyzing when a client comes to you, analyzing and making sure it, you know the, the model is going to work. What are some of those um, key success factors in Correct. determining you know whether or not this is a good option for someone? There are three main 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 ingredients in this recipe. One is to have a a a, 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 a technology that is highly productive with the less cost of investment. And that can and that, uh, that can work uh, reliable. Can, can, that can be reliable. That you will be growing food all time. That's where we come in to offer that technology solution. Uh, so the second ingredient in this recipe is to have access to added value markets because the product that is grown in in these in the vertical farms it's a high quality product or a premium product. So that's that's one of the main main components that the client or the project itself has to bring in. 
is to, to, to have access to added value products or added value markets. And the third thing that is very in, in important is, is access to capital, because inner vertical farming is capital intensive. And if you have if you have a market that pays uh, uh, premium prices or, or that can uh, and that you can reach, and if you have a, a, a reliable solution, technological solution as, as the one we offer in Verde Compacto, the, the ingredient now is capital, uh, access to capital because it's the only is the thing that will uh, allow you to grow uh, exponentially. So those three key ingredients are are, key, are 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 very important to have a successful project here. Well, listen. My final question to you, because uh, as always, our time goes by way too fast. Uh, but this is a question I ask all of our guests. Looking 10, 20, 50 years from now uh, into the future, every community has a Verde Compacto urban farming uh, facility or facilities. What what impact does that me make for the neighborhood, that community? society the planet you name it well, give, well, give us a, a sense. that's that's a big dream uh, well but, but what we dream of is that every community can be uh self-sufficient for food production and not depend on what's being grown other overseas or other places uh but we imagine that every community can be food but with, with, with healthy and high nutritious food, we, we think that uh, eating healthy and with high and, 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 and in a nutritious way is a key to have a, 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 a better development in your human life, in your childhood, to, to get to, to, to absorb things better and develop your brain better, and, and as you grow uh, to, to be healthy and, and have more more uh, good years uh, for you for yourself. Uh, so I th we think we believe in nutritious is a key for a, for a healthy and a, and a successful life. And that's why we believe in a, in an independent, highly nutritious, uh, sustainable way of growing your own food. But and, and that way, for every again for every farm we put in a community, it's it's an acre that we save from forests. So imagine if every community is independent, how many forests and how many jungles and how many green areas can be uh, grown and preserved around the world to have better air. So at the end, we I think. But when we, we dream that by, by having this independent supply, uh, food supply chain, uh, we can also have a better planet, we can have better life. And why not? Part of our mission as a company is to motivate other, other people, other entrepreneurs, other companies to do uh, an impact for millions of lives. Um, and we want to be a, 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 an example of that this can be possible. And we believe in 50 years that there will be many companies as very compact of doing interesting stuff. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. For anybody who does want to learn more or, or get in touch, what's the best way for them to co connect with Verde Compacto? Yeah, that, yeah we can keep this conversation uh, in our website, verdecompacto.com, or through my LinkedIn, Juan Sucar, or uh, uh, through WhatsApp as well. In the, in the website, uh, there's a direct access to WhatsApp, and you can directly send me a message, and we can definitely keep this, this conversation. Fantastic. Well, listen, Juan, thank you so much, not only for joining us, uh, taking the time out of your busy day to be part of this episode of Preview of Tomorrow, but for the incredible work you're doing to make sure that 50 years from now, we all have in our, our family and our children and grandchildren have uh, readily available food that we can access and eat nutritious, healthy, uh, and, and available. It's right. an incredible impact that you're making. So thank you for that. Well, thank you, Mike, for the invitation. Thank you for, for the program in Axel City. It's been, it's been a pleasure to be here and, and hope to see you soon. And thank you 
for tuning in to this episode of Preview of Tomorrow. Listeners like you are essential to advancing our efforts to drive resiliency and sustainability for all. I ask that you give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever streaming platform you prefer. Your feedback helps us to grow and share these brief previews of what life in the future can be. In addition to thanking our guest today, I want to thank Peter Roy and Demetria Bridges for making this podcast possible. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and encourage others to also join us each week in previewing the possibilities of tomorrow. Preview of Tomorrow is brought to you by Leading Cities, a global nonprofit driving resilience and sustainability for all by unleashing the potential of the world's cities. Join them at leadingcities.org.